Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Allie, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, September 26, 2016. I want to thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. Uh, well, my root canal is still a problem. <laughs> um, I have been on those antibiotics for a week, and it's still bothering me, so I don't know what happens now. I don't want him messing around in my tooth anymore, so uh, I will keep you updated with that. I had some exciting things happen with the bus last week. One, this one mother just never shows up to get her kid, so that's that's drama in itself. Two, Lucky, hey, Lucky, I'm talking. Thank you. And then on Friday, we had a car run the red stop sign. You know, when a bus, school bus pulls up and kids are getting on, you know, the doors open and a red stop sign goes off, goes out and all the lights go out and there's a bar, at least on our buses, that come out up front and car ran right through it and almost ran over a mother. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, had I not yelled at the mother, she would have gotten hit. We, we, after we got the girl on the bus and the mother went safely back across the street again, uh, we, I took the bus up to where the woman was at the stoplight and I honked, I blew the horn and honked and I blew the horn and I'm like, do you realize what you just did? I said, it's illegal. You have to stop. You know what she did? She rolled her eyes at me and gave me one of those, I got him, lucky. I got him give a damn look is what she gave me and then took off and me and my aide were like, oh no. That is not going to fly. So we got uh, her license plate and, and whatnot and filled out a police report. And she said, oh, my God, I am so sorry. I didn't see it. Then we would have given her a warning, and that would have been that. But no, she rolled her eyeballs. Bad news bears for her. Uh, still packing to move. <laughs> 16 years of stuff. It's going to take me time, and I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm stressed from packing. But, uh... Yeah, we got that going on. And if you'd like to support the Ask Alley podcast on Patreon, it gives you some perks. It, you're able to suggest topics. You can ask questions, you know, get a reading, um, or ask OBE questions, or um, sexual energy questions, or what the hell is that cat doing questions. Um, you can also get a deal on books. The URL to Patreon is in the, the show's notes. Click on it and find out more. Now, this week we're doing the tarot overview of the week, like we always do, using the same deck because everybody else is packed up, the Native Spirit Oracle cards, except this time I have, for our intro music, I have Sister Golden Hair by America. I've been listening to the 70s lately. That was such a good time back then. But this is what happens when I play the music. There's three cards sitting here. Music cues, you decide in your head. Or what feels right for you, card number one, card number two, card number three. Hello, card number three. And um, I will tell you what each card is and the meaning for it. And that is your energy overview for the week. All right? And no changing. Pick a card and stick with that card. All right? All right. So let's play a little bit of Sister Golden Hair while you pick. Remember, card one, card two, or card three. Thank you. 
last 30 seconds. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's a very good song. So what card did you pick? Did you pick card number one, card number two, or card number three? And for full disclosure, I picked card number three. Which, interesting enough, when I said one, two, or three, that's when the bells chimed on my, uh, <laughs> on my computer. So if you pick card number one, um, this is a card that has shown up before in this, uh, in this spread, and it is the Spirit Keeper of the West. Letting go, it's time for transformation. Illumination, harvest, it's time to gather your inner resources. If it doesn't feel right, don't go ahead. Trust your heart. Chaos brings positive change. Almost all change comes out of turmoil. Don't be concerned if there's a little confusion in your life. It will all work out. If you picked card number two, you picked another uh, frequent visitor to this spread. It is Sacred Mountain. And it's all about be still and take the time to move into the silent place within yourself. Locate your internal source of power. Meditate. Wait. Do not move forward until it feels right. Surrender to stillness. Do not take action. If you observe rather than react, you claim your power. And if you pick card number three, like yours truly, you picked a, a new one to the group. It's Tribal Spirit Dancer. And it's all about let go. Say yes to life. Be daring. Dance to your heart's desires. Unfurl your wings and fly. Cast aside convictions and restrictions. Tune in to the rhythm of life. Laugh. Explore. Go beyond your predictable behavior. Sometimes life is messy and chaotic, and that's okay. Leave the dishes. Run outside in the sprinklers. So that's Tribal Dancer. Again, the first card was Spirit Keeper of the West, the second one is Sacred Mountain, and the third one is Tribal Spirit Dancer. If you would like to see what these cards look like, you can, well, Google them, because I'm sure they're on, online someplace. It's the Native Spirit deck. Or you can go to outofbodyxc.com and see the post for this Ask Alley episode. They will be posted there. Okay? Uh, Q&A of the week. Again, this is somebody who supports the Ask Alley podcast. Thank you very much. And because of so, they're allowed to ask a question, and I answer it here on the podcast. So the birthday here is 566, and they say, I love my spouse. And birthday there is 864. But I haven't been in love with him for a long time. I'm in love with somebody else, and have always been, but I'm expected by family to stay with the spouse. He... The other person is married too, and I'm not sure how he feels about me anymore. Well, it's I think the uh, affair has run its course. That's the feeling I keep getting. Um, it was a nice distraction for the both of you, and that's really what it was. It was a romantic distraction, not to um, discredit what you what you're saying is love, but it was more. Um, of a romantic gesture coming from him. Uh, he has been in love with you, of what he knows of love, but he's more in love with keeping things a status quo. He will not move out of his comfort zone. Um, even if you left your spouse for him, he would stay where he was at. Um, that's too much change, too much upheaval. And he is 
comfortable within the boundaries he has, he has set for himself. So for you leaving your spouse, and I understand the family wanting you to stay. Uh, most families want you to stay with the spouse, uh, especially if you're brought up Catholic. Um, but at the end of the day, you really need to think about what's best for you. I mean, take the other person out of the picture. What's best for you? Would it be best for you if you were to be divorced and be on your own and then meet somebody? Or would it be best for you to stay in this marriage whom you're married to somebody you love, but you don't feel that romantic love anymore? Do you know if your husband feels that romantic love for you? If so, then, you know, there, there could be chances to bring the romantic love back for you. If he so desired. But um, the gentleman you've been seeing, he's not going to, he won't move ahead with the relationship. He, to him, this is as far as he goes. He's always cared about you. He still cares about you. He has been in love with you. Uh, but it's not going to go to where you want it to. Okay? Okay, thank you so much for sending in your question and supporting the Ask Alley podcast. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Okay, guys, moving on to the topic. How do you know you made a close, soulful connection? Now, connecting to others, to other souls, it's a very uplifting practice, if I could say that, that will benefit you and them for years to come. However, though, some connections are stronger and more important to you soul-wise than other connections. The closer the soul connection, the closer, I mean, the bigger the impact it has on your life. And I'm trying to figure out who is attacking who. Of course, you know, until I started doing this, there was nobody around. No cats around, nothing. I start talking, everybody shows up. I need my squirt bottle. I don't have it today. <laughs> okay, that's it. Now, how do you know when you made a connection with the soul from your inner circle? Now, when I talk inner circle, I'm talking about a twin flame, a member of your soul cluster, a member of your soul family, or maybe soul group, or even the soul circle. That's, that's your, inner, your inner. Okay, everybody beyond the soul circle. If you remember my, um, my uh, soulmate explanation using eggs and egg cartons and farms, um, every, we're talking about everybody on your farm. Uh, not the connecting farms. So how do you know when you met somebody on your farm, otherwise known as your inner circle? Upon meeting them, and whether this is in person or in dream or maybe via meditation, you will feel a surge of energy up your spine. That energy fans out and travels throughout your body. You can feel that they're familiar, that you've met before. They can challenge you, yet inspire you. You have a deep-seated need to know more about them. They are either helpful or they are a major obstacle in your path. By being with them, if you're able to be in person with them, flash visions surface about past incarnations. So past lives, after you become connected to this person, um, the past lives start to pop up in your mind. Uh, your energy spikes out the roof without raising your blood pressure. It's like you have an IV of coffee in your veins. You know why that happens? Because when two souls connect that are within the same soul circle or, you know, down, soul cluster, soul family, twin flame, 
that energy boost to your energy body is astronomical. And that's why it feels like you have a coffee IV in your veins. You can also know in your gut that they're an important part of your soul growth. They are important in big capital letters to you. <laughs> you can't stop thinking about them, even if they've wronged you. Now, you have to be careful because if you allow yourself to continuously think about the person you're connected to, it can turn into an unhealthy obsession, and you do not want to let it go there. Uh, you can also experience soul growth. You can feel an overwhelming feeling of unconditional love and devotion. And this can be, you know, pretty confusing if this soul happens to be an enemy in this life. And yes, we have plenty of soulmates within our soul circle and, and closer that are enemies in this current life. Um, and you can also start to remember pieces of past dreams the two of you have shared. And when they show up in present dreams, you're more likely to remember them being there, even if you cannot specifically, such trouble with that word, specifically remember the dream. So that's how, those are clues that you have found a soul from your inner circle. Pretty cool if there's clues, huh? <laughs> I think so. And um, I've experienced all these clues. If you have a clue that is not, I did not mention, please email me, alithese at yahoo.com. Um, I'd love to include it in the upcoming book, uh, Soulful Connections, because I want people to realize when they have found a soul from the inner circle. It's important. Just like connecting to all other souls is important. So here we are at the end, guys. I want to thank you for joining me at Ask Alley. If you like this episode, please rate it and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people I can help have their aha moments. Join me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and I will catch you next Monday. Have a fabulous week, and take care. Bye.